0: Few weeks ago. I guess it's time. It's time. It's time. I guess I have to start recording episodes of the show again. It's been so long. Do I do I even remember how to do this? Do I remember how to host?
1: The answer to that question is
0: I am done. make 5, 4, and a bad news host. And now, here's your host, E.K.E.L.D. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to Fan on, on the, 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 the rub. See, I'm leaving little spaces in there so I can put some some cool delay effects or whatever I decide to do. Or if I just leave it, you know, raw and empty, it'll be funny. I I don't even know. Uh, yeah. Fans on the Run, the show that does... The show that does. There we go. I I was gonna have some, like, funny, elaborate thing I was gonna say, but then I just kind of gave up because I couldn't remember it. See, this is what happens when you try and be funny. You fail miserably all the time. That's a great note to start the show on today. Uh, We we have a fantastic guest for you today. Um, I am no longer the fresh young one on the block. Well, I, I still am in some respects, but his show is fresher, hipper, and cooler than mine now uh he hosts i know i know a solo beatles podcast slash now kind of videocast um hudson rani welcome to fans on the run thank you ethan for having me sorry i subjected you to that awful introduction oh that's fine See, I, I always come up with these, like, really funny ideas, like, the night before, and I'm pacing around my room, like, yeah, wouldn't it be funny if I said this or did this, and then the next morning I'm just dead inside and just, I'm sitting here, like, staring at my keyboard. Yeah. It's... But how, how are you doing today? I'm good. That's, that's good to hear. Yeah, how are you doing? Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. That's good. I think. I think I'm good. See, okay, again, peeling back the the curtain here of the fourth wall or whatever it's called. Again, it, it's been so long since I've, I've done, like, continuous shows. Like, I, I just recorded one yesterday that probably went up whenever you're watching this last week or whenever. Um... I'm still getting used to, you know, talking to the Void again. <laughs> or as it tends to be with... Po- well, I'm not talking to the Void, I'm talking to Hudson. Yeah. Although right now I'm kind of talking at Hudson. <laughs> but, again, as I say nearly every week, enough of my delusional, senile ramblings. Let's get started, shall we? Are you right. Are you ready, Hudson?
1: Yes. I am ready. That's good.
0: I was born ready. Again, but no one was asking me, so I should just shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, so, Hudson, I have a feeling you might be anticipating this question. How did you first discover the Beatles?
1: So, um, this was, I guess, maybe 2015, so that would make me eight, um, which makes me sound really young because i've only been a beatles fan for like six years i guess um well kind of five i guess as we'll get so i was gifted a record player and out one out of the four records that i was given was um john lennon imagine interestingly enough so i discovered through john's solo career and then two years later when the pepper 50th anniversary came out i bought pepper just out the blue. Um.
0: Oh, see, I, I, you're even bringing the puns over to my show. You just said a John Lennon pun.
1: Yes, I did. I did. I had to. Oh,
0: um. semi, semi, completely unrelated, but not really. Um, again, breaking the fourth wall. Hudson was kind enough to send me the the 2002 Mind Games remix, and I learned something that you this might interest you. Apparently that mix was issued on vinyl for the mobile Fidelity Sound Lab version back in like two thousand four.
1: Oh. I'm gonna have to go find that now. Well I mean I may have to sell a kidney. But
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, like don't hold your breath, they're stupid expensive.
1: I know. Do oh. you have own any MoFI? Issues or
0: I don't own any MoFi. I want to own some MoFi, but every time I go to like a record store and there's some MoFi, it's always stupid expensive.
1: Yeah, which is really unfortunate.
0: Yeah, I think. Oh, well, because some of the the MoFi Beetle stuff doesn't even sound that good.
1: No, that's what that's what I've heard.
0: Yeah, it's you're better off just going for British copies. Yeah, that still costs a kidney, but... Oh, not not really, actually. You can find some, like, really good pressings from, like, the 70s yeah, for, the... like, 30 bucks. Yeah. True. But, so so you got Pepper around the time of the 50th.
1: Yes, it was that weekend. I think the Friday, if I recall, the Friday was the 50th, and then the Saturday I was at my uncle's, um, and... My, uh, parents were at a wedding in New York City, and my uncle was like, oh, you want to go to the record store? And I'm like, sure. Which was about 40 minutes from his place, so we went, um, gut, and I bought, he bought me pepper.
0: Was this, like, one of the, the new peppers, or?
1: This was an original, very nice copy, um unfortunately, is not very nice now, because oh. I've worn it out. Oh, no. And I don't think I ever want to hear that
0: album again. You, you listen to Pepper so much that you, like, don't want to listen to it again. Yeah, that's how bad it is. Oh, my God. I I don't think I've actually ever worn out a record. <laughs> what, what's that like?
1: Um you can't even like play the first two songs without it skipping.
0: Oh no. And this was an original pressing.
1: Yes. So, oh no. I am now out to track down an original pressing that is not scratched up.
0: So so you said the first thing you got was um along with a couple other records John Lennon's Imagine. So you were kind of introduced to his solo stuff before the Beatles.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's safe to say I think I knew Here Comes the Sun before. But, I mean, I think that the only people that don't know the song, like, didn't live when the Beatles existed.
0: Are those, like, people who have been, like, locked in, like, nuclear bunkers since, like, the early 60s? Yeah. There's probably still a few out there.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean like if you died in like nineteen fifty, I guess.
0: Yeah. So so how did your, your Beatle fandom grow from there? Um,
1: I played Pepper and I never looked back. <laughs> Safe to say.
0: What well, what was the next Beatle album you got after Pepper?
1: So <laughs> this is kind of a funny story because after our first attempt, I thought of this, because I totally blanked on this yesterday.
0: Oh, you just revealed something fourth wall-wise. Yes, I did. Attempt. Um, yes. So,
1: it was actually, like, I wasn't, well, versed in, like, the records yet. Um, It was disc one of the Red album. Like, just disc one, no cover. Okay. That I paid a dollar for.
0: Did it have an inner sleeve? It did. Okay. So you just got disc one of the Red album. Yes.
1: And then I played that to death, which was a lot. (laughs) Um, Because, unfortunately, I didn't know that my needle was breaking at the time, so it kind of destroyed that record. Oof. Because that did, it was like glued to my turntable, you know, that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But um and then I think I got the white album. I'd replaced the needle by then. Um and I love that album and it is in my top three Beatles albums to this day. Um
0: The question is, did you ever get disc two?
1: Yes. Okay. I finally Thank bought God. a copy of the red album in original Apple Pressing to be exact united states pressed
0: in scranton see the thing is i i i'm not so good with the when it comes to the american i'm, I'm not even good when it comes to the canadian records like where it's like the different pressing plants it's like oh this one was pressed in jacksonville or oh this one was a uh, west coast pressing or scranton it's like i i'm never able to tell the difference Apart from... I know in
1: the United States, like, if you have a three in the corner, it's north coast. Yeah. East coast, I should say, not north coast.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's kind of north coast. North-ish. Because you got Jacksonville down there, down south. Yeah, down there. Down there. In the (laughs) banished lands. (laughs) Yes.
1: Um, But yeah, and then I think I got Abbey Road next... And then I went to this flea market called Brimfield. Um, it's in Brimfield, Massachusetts. Huge 22 acres of everything antiques. And I think I bought four or five of the U.S. albums. And I also bought my cop- a copy of Ram and the M- debut McCartney album. Really. And Wing's Greatest was somewhere before that time.
0: What, what's the record store situation like that there in Vermont?
1: So, um, well, thankfully, like, just before the whole thing called the coronavirus opened up.
0: Never heard of her.
1: I know. Um, an antique market that actually, and so I used to be in Boy Scouts, like, years and years ago. Not anymore, definitely, but, um, when I was little, and... He has a booth there. So, because, and so I get like 20% off. Hey,
0: um, that's pretty so good.
1: I just say what I want and I basically hand him the money. So I got a lot of stuff there. But like in Vermont, not counting New Hampshire, like a chain record store that sells like a copy of 1995 Abbey Roads for like $30. Mm-hmm writing all over the cover um the closest record store is an hour away
0: damn you just made me nostalgic for something cause th- this is I-, I don't know if this is ah uh, it's 50 something episodes in I've probably told this anecdote before um, oh I
1: think I know what you're gonna talk about It.
0: like for the, for the longest time that was the only Beatle record you would find in stores. The 1995 pressing of Abbey Road.
1: Interesting.
0: Like, that was always my gauge for how good a record store was. If I went in, asked, hey, where's your Beatles section? They point me to the Beatles section and there's like one or two records and they're just both 1995 Abbey Roads. (laughs) Occasionally you get lucky and there'd be, you know, copy of Love or Let It Be Naked or (laughs) one, <laughs> which is Weird. funny to say now that let it be naked is very very out of print
1: i don't have that and it's like why did they have to make that out of print
0: oh you, you were talking about buying an original pepper and wearing it out uh yeah back in like 2011 my mom got me a copy of let it be naked for christmas like a vinyl copy and it is currently now kind of beat shit which oh. is painful to say, because now it's expensive.
1: Don't you have that record store that has, like, the copies of Echoes? I do. Sealed. For, like, the price that was paid back then. I'm sure they have a couple stock copies.
0: They they don't have any Let It Be Naked, but I, I did find some last time I was... Actually, no, it was the first time I was there. They had some, like, sealed store stock copies of the original Pressing of Love from the mid-2000s. Sealed, never opened.
1: What is that? 2007? So the year I was born. So vinyl was still scarce back
0: then. Oh, yeah. And they had a couple 90s Pressings of the... I, I don't know if it was the Red or Blue album. It was one of them. Oh. Interesting. But enough about me. (laughs) <laughs> so, you you have a solo, a solo podcast. Would you say you're more of a fan of the solo stuff than, than the group stuff?
1: Well, this is kind of complicated to say. Like, I feel like I'm worn out on the Beatles stuff, just because I've heard all the Beatles stuff. Not that I don't love the Beatles, I still, I just gravitate more towards the solo stuff nowadays. Um, but I think I'm still a Beatles fan-centrically. I just thought I would do a solo podcast because... And I do talk about the Beatles on occasion as a group. Um, just so, like, I would have a more broader expansion to talk about 50 years instead of just seven.
0: Yeah. Because with Paul, you get, you have, like...
1: 27 I, albums, counting the covers in the Fireman album.
0: See, I, I was going to 50-something. I have no idea how many albums he actually has. Well,
1: he's probably released with all those... Every, I mean, everything, like with the compilations, the live albums. It's probably close to 50.
0: Are you going to do an episode on tripping the live fantastic highlights? No, because that's useless. See... That would be a funny episode, though.
1: would only be talking for, like, 30 seconds, Ethan.
0: Well, what you do is you record the proper episode of, like, um, Trippin' the Live Fantastic, and then you just, like, cut, like, 90% of the episode. So you yeah. just hear random chopped up bits of conversation. It's like, Trippin' the Live Fantastic is a 1990 album. Hey! And then it, like, cuts... Like, uh, hey, Jude is presented here, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, like, chopped around, and it's, like, super short and dumb. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, that, that's, the, that's the thing about me taking a break for so long. It's now I have all these stupid ideas for things, editing-wise, um, <laughs> that would probably make my listeners cry if I actually implemented them.
1: Interesting.
0: Like, if I have one more bad day, Fans on the Run is going to get a lot more abstract. <laughs> With, like, skits and audio pieces and, you know, all that good shit.
1: It's all too much, Ethan. It's all too much.
0: It- it's all too much. <laughs> I'm just looking for changes, Hudson. <sighs> See, I-, I reused a pun. I made that yeah. pun on the episode that we did of Off the Ground. Go check that out, Shameless Plug. Go check that out right now. Stop listening yes. to this.
1: Um, yeah, but skip the first three minutes and 27 seconds because I didn't realize I was recording.
0: It's okay. That that adds more charm to it. Yeah, and I guess. That, that even adds, um, or you kind of included one of my favorite pastimes, which is, you know giving Sam Wiles a hard time. So, now there's, like, an unintended (laughs) joke about Sam in there. Oh. Oh, no, it's it's perfect, though. Okay. Yeah. Sam, if you're listening, and I I know you are, because you are the biggest fan of my show. Actually, no, I don't have anything to say. Sorry. (laughs) But... That's besides the point. Let me ask you another question. This is, oh, this this will be interesting. Who's your favorite beetle? Okay,
1: so I've kind of got two answers.
0: I want to hear both of them.
1: Well, maybe three.
0: Um, I want to hear all three of your answers.
1: Personality-wise, it's John. A- actually, I
0: mean. if you're saying like you yeah, have three, I want to hear who the least favorite. Be- actually, let me ask that. Who's your least favorite Beatle? Ringo. What do you think of his new EP?
1: I really loved it. Zoom in? I still love Ringo. It's just he's my least favorite.
0: Well, something's gotta be last.
1: I know he's always... I mean, he seems like a fun guy, but he's always seemed sort of snarky and kind of rude to a degree.
0: I mean, this is Mr... After the 20th of October, I will not be signing any more fan mail. I'm warning you with peace and love. See, that's actually the the good thing there is. My, I, I feel a little blocked up today because it's spring and I hate spring and there's allergies. It helps with my Ringo impression.
1: I couldn't hear, like, all I saw was you talking with your hands. <laughs> I... Um, I... Do you want to go back to the twentieth um, of October or something?
0: No, it's probably best if we leave that in the past. <laughs> see, you're 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 the uh, eyes for my audience, letting <laughs> them know that I talk with my hands a lot.
1: <laughs> we all do it, Ethan.
0: Yeah, except like, see, now I feel like I need to get like handcuffs and you know, put them under the desk so they aren't distracting. <laughs> distractions
1: like butterflies
0: Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ so let, let's get back to the the three answers of who your actual favorites are
1: so I think solo career I think I've got to say Paul he is my favorite solo artist of all time
0: why is he your favorite solo artist of all even more so than Bob Dylan
1: that's like number four after John Paul and George.
0: Okay, and Ringo's like fifteen. Number,
1: number, maybe number ten.
0: Oh, okay. I'm not
1: that mean, Ethan. G-
0: give me a give me a quick fire list of who's ahead of Ringo.
1: Uh, if, well, if we're going bands, Fleet. I actually don't listen to a lot of solo artists. Fleetwood Mac, probably Joan Jett. Um. Zeppelin, Pearl Jam, Bare Naked Ladies. Bare Naked Ladies, there we go. Stevie Nicks solo.
0: Hudson, you're making me very happy here as a Canadian. Good. Because, like, we're we're required by law to, like, love the Bare Naked Ladies.
1: Chickety-China the Chinese Chicken.
0: Exactly. I feel like every Canadian is born knowing all of the words, to If I Had a Million Dollars.
1: Yeah. If I, mean, I
0: had a million dollars, I'd buy you some art. Maybe a or a Garfunkel. I
1: didn't know Bob Dylan covered Bare Naked Ladies.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Hudson. My, my self-esteem is through the roof.
1: But, um, yeah, um, just Ringo's, like, musically and personality-wise, he's never clicked with me. But John, it's John with the Beatles and John personality-wise, Paul as a solo artist. But I'm really starting to gravitate towards George more.
0: What's your favorite George album?
1: I can give you, like, a top five. Okay. Um right now 33 and a third brainwashed um cloud nine living in the material world self-titled and all things must pass
0: i think that's more than five
1: yeah top six i couldn't cut one out of there see the thing
0: the thing is someone asked me that i actually know was you who asked me that and i i almost said live in japan was my favorite george harrison album
1: i love that album
0: it's great.
1: It's underrated.
0: It, it's a phenomenal live record.
1: I did an episode on that. Shameless plug. Shameless plug.
0: Stop listening to this episode and go to listen to that. Yeah. Um. We'll be waiting.
1: Yes, but one thing is, is that, like, it just went out of print again.
0: Seriously? So. God fucking damn it. it every that- time I want to get a new record... I just have to wait long enough that the record goes out of print.
1: I know. So, like, I went on Amazon to go buy it, and I realized it was out of print, even though we just got a reissue in 2017. But, and, so, then I just was like, Brainwash is going next. So I jumped on, are you looking it up?
0: No. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Consider me in, intrigued. I I need to I need to look at this. Live in Japan, George Harrison. See, my my backup plan is here. My friend, who's not a huge Beatle fan, he has a copy of that record. He does. What the hell?
1: 80, it's like seventy.
0: Eighty-two dollars. Oh my god. I know. It's crazy. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna send him a note asking, Hey, hey Dylan, are you looking to get rid of your copy of George Harrison live in Japan?
1: Yeah, this is what it says um on Amazon in the United States prices a hundred dollars for an original that's understandable because it's a ninety two album, and um the vinyl is seventy one dollars.
0: Oh, apparently it's ranked 48,293 in music. Go, George.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a really overlooked album, and the solo on Cheer Down. Cheer Down is my favorite George Harrison song, I'm not going to lie. Really? Yes.
0: Why is that?
1: Do- if your dog should be dead, I'll love you instead. Don't look around. Cheer Down. That line is just like.
0: That's poetic.
1: I know. It's perfect.
0: There, there's never been a, a song for people with dead dogs before that, and now yeah, there is. Right. George Harrison's a man of the people. He is. Well, that was a that was a fun side tangent. What about yeah. what about Paul? My
1: favorite Paul album. Yeah. I'll give you my like top.
0: see oh my god see that's the thing with paul's records people talk like top 20 and it's like john doesn't have that many records i love all of them though like except like three but let me i i know which one of them is flowers (laughs) in the dirt
1: except for like four songs um kisses on the bottom not too big on the russian album is dead last
0: I'm not a tripping. big fan of the Russian album.
1: I know, but it's like the rarest record I own. But I will never play that again for the sanctuary of my ears.
0: <laughs> well, the 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 record itself is very confusing.
1: It doesn't shame, shame, shame. shame.
0: <laughs> no, it's like there's forty-eight thousand different versions of that record because these, yeah. you know, fucking Soviet record plants don't know anything about consistency i know so you have copies oh the star is this color and then oh the color tint and the mpl logos down here but then it's up here and then they've got a, like a different color back cover and then oh guess what there's three extra songs now well yeah two for the record three for the cd oh I'm glad you know that's different, because I
1: didn't know there was an extra one on the CD. I
0: I think there is. I think I might just be parroting parroting Tom. Oh. See, what's the point of actually knowing things if you can just repeat people who actually know things and sound like you know things? I know. Write this down, Hudson. This is good advice. I am. I was giving bad advice, but now I'm giving good advice.
1: Good. um, But... So favorite McCartney albums, I think I'll give you list some of them off, Off the Ground, Venus and Mars, um, Red Rose Speedway, Back to the Egg, um, Ram obviously, Tug of War, Flaming Pie, um, Memory. I I think you
0: said Flaming Pie is your favorite.
1: I think Flaming Pie is my favorite.
0: Hold on, wait, I'm just sending a text message to my friend with the George Harrison album, asking if he still has it. Because now you have me thinking, I think I've had this exact same thing before, where someone has told me this is out of print, and I didn't believe them, and I had to go on Amazon, and then I've just completely forgotten about it. Oh. This is upsetting to me, this is distressing.
1: I know, it's just life.
0: (laughs) Okay, you have my full attention again.
1: But yeah, Flaming Pie is definitely my favorite. That was like the first release I actually went to get.
0: The, the the reissue from last year.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to sell my kidney and part of my liver. Yeah. To get an original.
0: Well, you you only need like scientists say you only need like 20% of your heart. So you could probably sell the other 80%. Don't fact check that. I Ooh, that's the first time I've got to say that since the show is back. Don't fact check that. Don't Google that. Don't quote me on anything. I'm but, a yeah. hack fraud. I know. Um, what, but, wait, please. why did you just say I
1: know? <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless plug. I
0: know, I know. Hey, that's the name of the show. Yeah.
1: Um... But yeah, Flaming Pie is definitely my favorite. I do kind of want to get an original because we'll just say that I am kind of lazy and do not like flipping a record that fit just fine onto one LP four times.
0: Well, yeah, that, that's kind of been the trend for the last little while that I'm not too happy about.
1: What about um, that album called Flowers in the Dirt that I'm not too fond of? That's
0: really long yeah I mean I, I don't like flipping records yeah, that's
1: like the one downside to records, but
0: it's like i I don't think i I should have gotten into like cassettes or something something less inconvenient than records cassettes
1: you still have to flip
0: well but cassettes you can like press a button sometimes and like it'll play the other side for you. I mean, yeah. you still have to rewind, but like, when I when I, I I got the Beatles Singles Collection like a year or two ago. and I don't even think I've played every record in that set because I just don't have the attention span to get up off my bed like twenty two times to flip a record. <laughs> I see. There's not like, enough time for that.
1: Just to get the
0: singles. Yeah. <coughs> the the only exception and well this is fun the the Beatles Christmas box set that came out most of them are single sided so that's that's nice even though it's kind of a waste of space <laughs> It's nice because I don't have to flip the record all I have to do is take it out of the sleeve, put it on the turntable, clean the stylus, brush the record, put the record on, and then when it's done you take the record off, put it in the sleeve, and then clean the stylus and that. Then... Interesting. When did this turn into my like therapist session? I don't know. I'm sorry, Hudson. <laughs> it's fine. I'm subjecting you to this. Been there done that you're never a guest on fans on the run you were merely subjected to it i know
1: it's kind of scary
0: was was that another plug or was that or were you just agreeing with me
1: i was just agreeing
0: ouch (laughs) (laughs) so let me ask you this as as a as a young person fellow young person younger than myself why do you think the Beatles still matter to, the, to today's generation? That's, well, I, that's a I, really I, awkward, stilted way of asking the question, but you, you get my point.
1: I kind of just want to say that because there's the Beatles, but I think that it comes down to the songwriting, the music, every little detail, every little thing.
0: You beat me to it. I was going to say that, and I was going to feel really clever... And then you beat me to it, and now I feel stupid again.
1: <laughs> but, um...
0: Because here's yeah. this kid, and he's just like, bop, 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 making these quick puns. And I'm like <clears> a <throat> dinosaur, sitting here, meandering, texting my friend during the show.
1: <clears throat> Live in Japan's a good album. I don't blame you.
0: It is. You're, uh-huh. you're running circles around me, Hudson. Oh, oh like, yesterday... Breaking the fourth wall again. You talked to Tom Hanyadi, Ken Michaels, and Lawrence Juber.
1: Yeah, I had a good day yesterday.
0: It took me almost a year to get to Lawrence Juber. (laughs) How how long have you been doing I Know I Know? Let me
1: actually check, because I think it's been like two months. Sweat Jesus. We'll look on YouTube. Uh, January 28th, and I have 603 views now on YouTube. That's pretty good. And you probably have close to a million, and 41 subscribers. Oh, God.
0: Hudson, you're overestimating my reach here. I do not have close... I probably have close to a million videos, because I've been doing the same show over and over.
1: You just had to say, I don't know how many views I had. That would have just been perfect.
0: The mentor has become the mentee. Yeah, I know.
1: But yeah, and thank you for the logo again.
0: Well, no problem. I I just like designing things.
1: (laughs) I know you're good at it, but yeah.
0: I think you even have a better logo than my show.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. A video with Thomas 64 views
0: I know I'm not upset by that at all that mine has been up for longer and has less views I'm not upset Well, because it's
1: not a video cast oh 40 that's, that's pretty
0: that's true my my paper thin uh, uh, ego
1: your podcast is still better than mine
0: so well I wouldn't say that Hudson
1: huh it's up to you.
0: This is probably the most chill episode I've probably recorded in like a long time <laughs> and i don't I don't mind that, yeah, just a conversation between two people I know when you when you break it down, that's just what my show is it is yeah interestingly so i I think I think we should break up the meandering. I'll hit you with some quick fire questions. Are you, awesome. are you ready for these quick-fire questions?
1: I hope so.
0: What is your least favorite John Lennon album?
1: I think it's like a three-way tie.
0: I, Is it the three I'm probably thinking?
1: Maybe. I think it's double, not Double Fantasy. Oh. Not that. I meant Milk and Honey, just because it's not finished. Like, I felt with Brainwashed. George Harrison's posthumous album that was a masterpiece I thought
0: yeah. well because it, it wasn't quite finished either but you have Danny and Jeff Lynne piecing together the the end product and I don't think you could ask for someone better to finish your record than Jeff Lynne
1: yes I agree but um, I think it's in between sometime in New York City Mostly because of the production because I think it's not good well produced but New York City is one of my favorite John Lennon solo songs it's in between Rock and Roll, Sometime in New York City and Milk and Honey for me
0: how do you feel about that one song on that Sometime in New York City record? I'm not gonna say the name
1: the woman is the n-word of the world
0: yeah that's the one
1: So, I kind of like the song, but I think the title is misleading. It is a pro-woman song. Yeah. Which is something that I support very much. Um, And I think that it just does get kind of overlooked and trashed for no reason. I don't think I would have used that word personally. I mean, that album is just so controversial. I will say that that second live disc is horrible. Oh.
0: Not not a Frank Zappa fan?
1: No. Did I just make you cry, either?
0: No, it's, I, I'm not a huge Zappa fan either. I like the Mothers of Invention. But, like, eh. Yeah. No Love Lost. See, the thing okay. is, like, I, I can't listen to that song on, like, Spotify because uh, it would say, like, what song you're listening to, and that song has such a, like, a a negative connotation now. It's got a yeah. great backing track, though. It does. That sax and it's great. And then John has to just come in and say the fucking n word. And it's just
1: like, yeah, no thanks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. I, I know he like got permission from the NAACP or whatever, but it's like it's it's a. It's still extremely weird to think that there's a Beatle-related song with the N-word in the title. Right. But enough about the N-word. What's your favorite Beatles album?
1: I'll give you, like, my top five right now. I can't narrow it down to one. I, mean, I, I
0: appreciate how forward and direct you're being. Because, like, some people will, like, some guests will come on the show and they'll pussyfoot around the question. And they'll be like, "Mm, I don't know. mm." And then, like, after, like, five minutes of, like, undeciding or whatever. That's not a word. But after, they're like, "Mm, can I give you top five? You're just, like, off the bat. Can I give you top, or I'll give you my top five. The ground. (laughs) Um... Um,
1: the United States Rubber Soul. Oh. The White. I think the White Album's number one today. Revolver. Abbey Road. Hard Day's Night.
0: Not, not the American Hard Day's Night, though. God, no. no. God, no. But the American Rubber Soul.
1: Yes. Because it's so Bob Dylan-esque. And I love Bob Dylan. And that's like... Who I've discovered in like the last two months, interestingly.
0: I've you discovered like Dylan. It. Yeah. What's your favorite Dylan record?
1: Blood on the Tracks.
0: That's probably that's probably the right answer. It uh, is. That's the one I hear everyone say. My favorite's the the Bringing It All Back Home. I like that one.
1: That's a decent album. Yeah.
0: I I just like the the nineteen like the. Like, just after he went electric. Kind of like... Okay, this is gonna be weird. Do you know the Bob or the Weird Al song, Bob? No. Okay, he did this parody of Bob Dylan. That's not, like, one specific song. It's like a, like a mash-up kind of thing. And I think I like that album because it sounds like that song. Like the... I was right on the big floor when I was on a bathroom lane. I am See, That's my Bob Dylan impression.
1: All right. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even have to do a Bob Dylan impression to sound like him, so.
0: <laughs> oh, God, why did I do that? People told me I should stop fucking singing on this show, which I I, I don't really ever do impressions anyways.
1: Oh, the songs we were singing.
0: Just gonna let that one sink in. Yeah. Just gonna let it sit there.
1: Let it tune in.
0: (laughs) Goddamn kids these days with their puns. I know. You're gonna turn me into a boomer, Hudson. <laughs> yeah, I'm a boomer. I'm proud of it. Gabagool. <laughs> okay. Whenever I I I well, I said this. Actually, no. I'll, I'll I'll leave that anecdote for your show. I'm not gonna steal it and put it back on here. If you want to hear what I was going to say, where where you just heard me mutter the word gabagool, go listen to. Hudson's show. There's a, there's a bit about me doing impressions of fellow podcasters. <laughs> huh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's keep this moving. What's your least favorite Beatle album? Well,
1: I think it's Beatles for Sale.
0: Oh, crushing me here.
1: That's still a great album, but it's just never been a favorite but no reply is easily in my top 10 Beatles song and that's an underrated Beatles song I feel
0: again tearing down the fourth wall here part of the reason why I I stopped the show yesterday is because I forgot the name of the song everyone's trying to be my baby and I got really embarrassed (coughs) and I went and cried or whatever afterwards doesn't matter like it's meaningless
1: it is some days oh that was not intentional (sighs) (laughs) that was
0: really not intentional do these just like happen naturally
1: sometimes (laughs) some days they do
0: (laughs) You, you better watch it I'm just gonna walk away Le- like leave the recording going but I'll just leave the room
1: <laughs> as long as you handle yourself with care God
0: <laughs> <God>. okay <laughs> I'll stop I need to put you and Sam in touch he he does this pun podcast like YouTube would get along famously
1: uh, okay
0: that sounds good uh I See, you've you've caught me so off guard with all these puns, I can't even remember what the question is.
1: My least favorite Beatles album, and I said Beatles for Sale. Okay,
0: what's your favorite Beatles song?
1: Ooh, I did not see that coming. Um, yeah, you did. I did, but didn't. <laughs> right now, I have to say Penny Lane. Who's she? or Strawberry Fields Forever. And then, here, there, and everywhere in my life are my favorites right now. But I think my life's number one today.
0: Oh, update, update. My friend just said he has the Live in Japan record. Oh. Would you ever consider... Selling it to me? Question mark. There we go. See, I- I'm a man of multitasking. That's not grammatically correct ever. God damn it! <laughs> oh, he just said yes. This is good. This is great don't sell your kidney oh no i i'm I'm, i'll pay him like 20 bucks max i'll fleece him (coughs) i know he doesn't listen to this show so he won't know my plan big brain moment or small brain moment did i already ask you who your favorite beetle is
1: Um, you froze, and I heard I flee- I'll
0: fleece him okay uh did I already ask you who your favorite Beatle is? Yes, okay uh God, I really need okay how how have the Beatles changed your life, Hudson
1: um musically, like I feel like it's like some like music is like something that I can't live without, like kind like the whole putting a Beatles album. And listening it to on vinyl is, like, the greatest thing on earth to me. It's just, like...
0: What do you think it is about vinyl that you like so much?
1: I think that it's just warm and fuzzy.
0: Like, physically? (laughs) Mentally. Um,
1: and, like, the feeling of just flipping through records is, like the greatest thing on earth
0: like, after whenever i'm like feeling down and i go to the record store it's just therapeutic like even if i don't buy anything just flipping through records it's like i don't even need a therapist i mean yes i pay for the therapist and yes i pay for the records so my wallet hurts actually i don't pay for the therapist my mom does oh <laughs> interesting see you're you're getting fans on the run in its purest, rawest form.
1: That is good.
0: Me just stumbling around, you know, like I woke up like two hours ago. And, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, have you listened to my first episode of my show?
0: Which one's that? Let's
1: see. I can't remember. Um... When I where I reviewed Abbey Road, I, well, actually, let's go back. I ranked all of Paul's albums. This was like my first first show, and I didn't even I didn't mention New. I didn't mention Chaos. I didn't mention.
0: You didn't mention New.
1: Yeah, that's like, I realized
0: that's like that. one of my top three Paul records.
1: That's one of my favorites too.
0: God, I remember when that record came out. That was awesome.
1: And it was new then. <laughs> Those early days of your Beatles fandom.
0: <laughs> hey, if there's anybody out there, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They'll appreciate that. No, they won't, Hudson. I, I, I'm on. not entirely convinced my audience likes me at all. I like you. Oh, that's... Well, would you consider yourself part of my audience? Yeah. I
1: listen to your show.
0: But the the thing is here, do you actually... Do you like my show?
1: I really do. I think it's interesting.
0: E- even when I'm like this?
1: This is, like, raw. It's like... I mean, we all have flaws.
0: Yeah, Except I I have more than most, seemingly. (coughs) But yeah.
1: That, like, where I forgot to mention all those Paul records was really embarrassing.
0: Oh, it's okay. Sometimes I forget, like, uh, Kisses on the Bottom exists. Like, period. I choose to forget Egypt Station exists.
1: (laughs) Plug for a future episode of I Know I Know.
0: Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more, say no more.
1: Yes, um where Ethan might burn it.
0: Yeah. Like there's that um, famous picture of like the kid at the Beatle Bonfire holding meet the Beatles and it's like about to burn and you know, burn up or whatever. It's just me holding Egypt station over the fire.
1: Yeah, or when um what's his name burn ripped press to play and drew on the cover.
0: Who? Oh, I yeah, I know <sighs> what you're talking about. You can say his name. We're allowed to plug others. Uh, Joe Mayo. Still not sure what his name is.
1: I, I still wonder what his last name is. I still do.
0: I, I think that's going to be one of life's greatest mysteries. <laughs> it, it will be. You know, with with these live streams, I feel like someone will get it out of them. Yeah, true. Ah, God. I'm not sure Joe will appreciate the speculation here. That's my show. I don't give a shit anymore.
1: I know. Why not? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God.
0: That was not intentional.
1: Oh, was... God. damn it. That's... <laughs> that was really not intentional. Contain
0: yourself. What was the question? Hudson, do you really expect me to remember what the question is? (laughs) Hudson, I don't know anymore. Uh, uh. (laughs) Let me come up with a question on the spot. What's your favorite Ringo album? It's
1: kind of obvious, Ringo.
0: Yeah, I, I should have seen that.
1: Um, I also really love um, Time Takes Time and Vertical Man And What's My Name
0: You like What's My Name?
1: Oh I love that record Why? It's happy, it's uplifting And he's having fun But You gotta rate it as a Ringo record Unless it's those three that I mentioned
0: I mean Honestly I know that- Most of the Ringo albums Sound the same to me
1: Mark Hudson some stuff I've gotten a little tired of. I'm I'm not honestly super familiar with like, um the three latter Mark Hudson albums, um Ringo, Rama, except for the song Never Without You, um, Choose Love and Liverpool Eight. I've only listened to those albums like two times
0: each. Like I don't think I could name you a single song off of like Ringo twenty twelve or Uh, why not? Or
1: you don't even like the duet he did with Paul Walk with You?
0: Was that on Why Not? Oh, Eh, it was okay. I like when Paul shows up, that's fun. Yeah, it is. What's your least favorite George album?
1: Probably Gontrapo. Because I think we've both gone trapo during this recording.
0: (laughs) Nope, I'm just going to ignore it and walk right past it. Okay. Um, (laughs) Ah, fuck it. What's your favorite Fleetwood Mac album?
1: Oh, Rumors in the Self-Titled. The the Buckingham Knicks album.
0: That's not Fleetwood Mac, but...
1: It's two-thirds of the second greatest band on earth.
0: That is fair. What do you think of Mick Fleetwood's TikTok? I don't use TikTok. I think it's
1: stupid and pointless.
0: Just like this show.
1: No, the show is not stupid and it is not pointless. It's educational to hear about a lot of people's beetle fandom.
0: Educational to who though?
1: People who want to listen.
0: Fair enough. Uh, I, I shouldn't be arguing this. Like I'm, I'm actively arguing against my own show.
1: I mean, every night, I just want to go out and listen to fans on the run.
0: <laughs> Hudson, are you trying to give me like an aneurysm or something? No. <laughs> like i have made it a I've made it known on this show. I have a very ambivalent position towards puns.
1: I am sorry about your daytime, nighttime so suffering.
0: fucking god. I'm gonna die! Oh my god. <coughs> uh, it really don't come easy.
1: Oh, it doesn't.
0: I, I have to get some in there now and again feel like I'm carrying the weight, the weight of the world. <laughs> it's breaking you down. I'm go <laughs> of your like of old, uh, autographs.
1: It's actually my favorite Ringo song. Uh,
0: that's mine, too.
1: Uh, something we agree
0: on. Yeah. Well, we, we don't disagree on too, too much.
1: Like, I... I don't think I rank McCartney 2 as high as I would Mm, well it's definitely probably my top 10 or 11 Paul albums but I love that record to death
0: what what do you think about bogey music
1: I love it good but I do love a one of these days oh god you're one of those I'm one of those lonely old people (laughs) that likes one of
0: these days (laughs) <laughs> stop it, Hudson, or I'm gonna press. I stop then. recording <laughs>
1: I assume son Ethan. What? I assume son an...
0: <laughs> Well, that leads us to the the part of the show where uh, I, I turn it over to Hudson. Uh, Hudson, where can people find your show? so you can
1: find it on youtube youtube.com slash i know i know a solo beatles podcast kind of slash videocast maybe now um we discuss everything solo beatles like we've said um uh please i encourage you to please subscribe to that we can also be found on spotify but most of the stuff is primarily on youtube some of the stuff i have not transferred over to Spotify um I kind of need a temporary secretary for that (laughs) I'm kidding I'm kidding
0: how are you kidding you already said it you already said it I
1: know I need a (laughs) but um yeah that's but that's my spiel um and please subscribe to Ethan's YouTube page and my YouTube page
0: um Now now it's it's my least favorite part of the show. I haven't said this spiel in a a long time, so let's see if I can remember how to do this. Okay. Let's go. Okay, so if you're watching this on YouTube, which a lot of you seem to do, uh, please hit that subscribe button, and also hit that bell notification icon so you get notified every time a new episode or video or whatever I decide to post on there. Sometimes I post other things that I don't post elsewhere, so you, you, you'll get to see it first. Uh, if, if you aren't streaming this show already, we're available on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, iTunes, Podbean, Podbay, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever. Every we're inescapable. Like I, I'm gone for a month and I'm still inescapable. I'm an inevitable force. I'm a force of nature and don't work in some pun there Hudson I can see the gears turning in your head trying to figure something out and so please just let me finish my spiel before you say the next pun so also we're on social media too we're on Facebook you have fans on the run podcast Twitter fans on the run pod which I, I hardly post there because I don't see the point in Twitter uh but we're also on Instagram, where, you know, I post all the covers to the shows that I do. And that's yes. that's the spiel. Okay, fine. If you have a pun, you can say it now, Hudson.
1: I don't have any. Um, there's too many puns preaching practices today.
0: Okay. <laughs> Hudson, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Also, uh, sorry I made you come on the show today.
1: Oh, it's fine. I had a blast. Thank you for having me, Ethan.
0: Well, the, the pleasure's all mine. Uh, to everyone else out there, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. You can go home.
1: Bands on the Run is produced by Ethan Alexander. Additional voiceovers by
0: Richard Fulbright. This has been a Showtown production.